Hello, gorgeous, gorgeous, powerful women. Welcome to another episode of the Powerful Inc. Startup Stories podcast. Today, we're speaking with Shelly Bosworth, who has left a long and robust and what we would, you know, define or describe as a successful career um, in event planning and um, food and beverage and, you know, beautiful um, settings all like all over the UK. She had a, a gorgeous, big responsibility, fancy air quotes, fancy job, um, <laughs> and was doing all of the things. And and her origin story is you know not unfamiliar to mine and likely some of yours of what I like to call following the book of life. Right, go to school, get a job. That was me. And our parents, like, God love them. But where's the soul? Where's the fire in all of that? And um, for those of us who are here, because we have that fire in us, we need to awaken the soul at some point. And that either happens because we can start to tap into it or life brings forth things that help us see it. And that's what happened in Shelley's case is that, um, as she was trucking along, she had some life events that all of a sudden went ping and she sort of started looking, you know, the other way into this other deeper part of herself. And that's led her to where she is. So I'll let her take it away from here. Welcome to the show, Shelley. It's great to have you with us. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It is absolutely brilliant to be here. Um, yeah, I love, oh gosh, I just talked about that, you know, just trucking along. I love that that term, awaken the soul, um, you know, I really do. Um, yeah, I was that person. I was, you know, just trucking along, doing exactly what I had been taught, you know, work hard at school, get out there, get a good job climb that ladder and I had all I had the list I had all the things I wanted the house I wanted the car I wanted the shoes I wanted the handbag all the stuff I didn't really have growing up I'll be honest um and you know it wasn't a terrible upbringing but it was you know fairly standard um yeah so I went out with this big list of material things I'll show you all I'm gonna earn all the cash and I'm gonna have all the things and then life threw some curveballs in and I just started questioning everything. So should I give a bit of context to that part of of the story? So as as you perfectly described um probably made my corporate career sound slightly better than it was so I I did have some really great highlights in there I I had a 25 year corporate career before starting this world um as I said you know just kind of climbed that ladder worked really hard did what I believed to be you know the the usual route I didn't know people that ran their own businesses we didn't know people in my family that ran their own businesses so it was very very standard that's what that was the life that I knew watched all around me and isolated even then because you didn't even have that exposure that's interesting no no we just didn't we just didn't know people that ran their own businesses our whole so circle my family circle was you know people that went out and worked written lots of successful people they were doing well um and so that's exactly what I did and I did get the job and I did work very hard I got very strong work ethic I was ambitious I had Mm -hmm. like I say this (laughs) metaphorical list of things I wanted to achieve um I was always quite independent I made a decision very young I'm not getting married I'm not having kids Uh and off I go I'm going to climb that ladder you watch me and so fast forward 
let's say 20 years and I was quite high up the ladder I was working um, in retail hospitality operational mm-hmm. roles mm-hmm. my last role um, within that working environment was with a very well-known I, I live in the UK so I was working for a very well-known holiday business and I ran their food and beverage business so they're basically their restaurants and their bars now I said I wasn't getting married but yeah. I did meet my partner um, back in Gosh, I can't. We've been together about 10 years now. So let's say 10 years ago, I met my now husband. And long story short, we are married. We do not have children. We did get married. So we got married and I was heading for 40 years of age as well. Mm -hmm. So I had on paper, actually, I wasn't unhappy. I wasn't really Mm -hmm. clear about that. I wasn't miserable. But something perhaps felt amiss. I was starting to kind of question what it was all for I was working very long yeah. hours yes so we were working for the holidays we were working for the experience it just felt like it was in the wrong direction mm-hmm. anyway we got married in 2015 and four days after our wedding and it was literally day four of our married life my mm-hmm. father-in-law was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's mm-hmm. now we it wasn't quite the surprise that that might sound we didn't know something wasn't right he was yeah. going through a series of tests but the actual diagnosis came yeah. uh, four days after our wedding my father-in-law was 63 when he got his diagnosis which right. anybody listening yeah. has ever experienced yeah and alzheimer's is a horrible thing to watch yeah. happen to someone yeah so um that was kind of not the expected outcome and it meant the next three years were very much about family and my father-in-law deteriorated very quickly so we watched him kind of disappear before our eyes Mm -hmm. and he passed away in June 2018 now in that period of time I turned 40 I had my own little health scare which was just a scare but you know these things were all just kind of Mm -hmm. accumulating and I'm watching a man who Actually, I should say he had run his own business. So whilst I'd grown up in a world of not knowing people that run, then you met the seed was planted. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so I guess ultimately it just got me asking a lot of questions of life, what it's all for. You know, those those questions, those things we all say, life is short, life is precious. Now we say these throwaway comments. Say them, but do we live them? Exactly. And we really were kind of like, God, life is short. He's 65. Gosh, he's heading for 66. There's not long left. And actually, he hasn't really reaped the benefits of everything he's worked for. Right. So I worked with a coach. And through working with that coach, I got some answers. But what actually came out, that was, I want to do that. Uh-huh. And I think I'd be pretty damn good at it, actually. And I remember saying uh-huh. that to my husband. And he uh-huh. said, I think you'd be good at it, too. Now, in my corporate work, I absolutely led big teams, as you mentioned. So I had a big team, a direct team of, you know, like 20 people. I was responsible for you know, hundreds of people across the UK. Mm-hmm. So people supporting mentorship, coaching, development, that was my thing. It was mm-hmm. what made my heart sing. So I decided to explore what would it, what do I even need to do to be a coach? Like, how does this even work? How do these people get to do that? And so I explored and I make it sound a lot easier than it was. It's over a period of time, of course. Um, <laughs> while still working, right? <laughs> while still working. While still Absolutely. working. Absolutely. So yeah. while still traveling around, whilst the UK is a small country, yeah. while traveling around the UK, full-time work, and by full-time, I'm not talking about nine till five. No. Now we are talking 7 a.m. till eight o'clock finishes as if I was lucky. Yeah. Um, and weaved in this coaching training around the outside of that. And I qualified as a personal performance life coach, quote, unquote, in 2019. My father-in-law passed away in 2018, in the mm-hmm. summer of 2018. Nine months after my father-in-law passed away, my mother-in-law was diagnosed with terminal cancer. 
Yeah. So my husband um, lost both his parents in less yeah. than 12 months. In fact, in 11 months and two weeks, if anyone's yeah. interested, which is yeah. a lot to go through. And the upshot of that, of course, I, you know, I could go into the ins and outs of living that year of our lives, but actually the upshot mm-hmm. of that was very much the, do you know what, something's got to change. Mm. And by this point, I had qualified and was talking about, I wonder if I could actually do this, like more than just at work. I wonder if I, do you think I could ever run my own coaching business? Didn't believe I could at this stage. Yeah. And I, obviously my husband was going through his own experience of losing both parents. Mm-hmm. It was actually him that said, do you know, what? I think if you don't do it now, you'll never do it because we will go back to normal and you, we will talk ourselves out of it. Yeah. And we will, before yeah. we know it, be back exactly where we were. And again, I should point out, I did not hate my job. I was not miserable. There was something there that was just getting stronger and stronger. We talk about awakening the soul. And I think once I got into coaching and the more I did, the more I wanted to do. And I couldn't Mm -hmm. fit any more in around the work I did. And the very person I was, I wanted to give my all to my job. So... And again, I make it sound a lot simpler and, and sleeker, slicker than this was. <laughs> but the upshot was in September 2019, I resigned from my then role. I'd been with that business nearly five years. After a 25-year corporate career, I said I was stepping yep. out and I was starting my own business. And I'd kind of started on the side, but we are talking okay. like tiny side hustle um, at this point that I was okay. going to go all in on. And so I did. I left in December 2019 ready to go all in on January 2020. Of course, we all know what came in 2020. That was not part of my plan. Um, It was part of mine. Oh, no. (laughs) I wish you'd shared it with the rest of us. No, actually, I don't, because I wouldn't have left. I wouldn't be sitting here now if I'd known. I have to say that, actually, if I had known in December 2019 what was coming, I wouldn't be sat here now. I wouldn't be telling the story because I wouldn't have left. And so I will be forever grateful for the fact that we don't actually have crystal balls. Um, And so I launched the business fully in January 2020. The world went into lockdown, obviously, in March 2020. My husband was then made redundant in the summer of 2020. That was a curveball we certainly didn't put in the business plan. Um, And I can't even begin to tell you how many times I wobbled. The amount of calls I had with my old boss, who's an advocate and a great support. Like, oh, my God. absolutely Mm -hmm, and it was so tempting to go back Mm -hmm, to the mm -hmm. comfort blanket if you like Mm -hmm. um but here I am now so I'm pleased to say my husband is back in the workplace and he has Mm -hmm. been for 18 months he's actually just secured a fantastic opportunity which has brought another great move on our roller coaster of life which we can talk about a bit later Mm -hmm. um but here I am now three years later heading into the fourth year of business okay um forever grateful that I didn't know a pandemic was around the corner if I could click my fingers and bring back my in-laws tomorrow, of course yeah. I would. But if we had not gone through that, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be sitting here now either. So it's been a journey to coin the phrase, mm-hmm. um, but I am forever grateful that I get to do this. And right now, essentially, what do I do? So I call myself, I don't really get hung up on titles. I get essentially yeah. don't either. I call myself because people like to know what it is, a business and mindset coach. Mindset is my thing. So mm-hmm. if you'd met me five years ago, you'd be like, well, she's never going to be a mindset coach because she's the most cynical and <laughs> and uh, practical and straight talking person you'll ever meet. And that is exactly why I do the thing that I do the way yeah. I do, because I'm not a cynic, not quite as cynical as I used to be. I'm very curious. Um, I like the science behind mindset and understanding mm-hmm. my mindset has been game changing. Yeah. So my my business and my mission has evolved and I work with 
predominantly women in business. I do have a few male clients, but I market mm-hmm. mainly women because I'm so passionate about supporting women to get out of their heads, get out of their own way and do the things they want to do in life and business. Um, yeah. And that's what I do. There you go. There was the whistle stop tour of how the heck I got to here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a roller coaster, to say the least. Um, it's been a, yeah, yeah and, it, and it can be, right? And so what... Like, did you just straight up quit? Did you have some savings to rely on? Did you do some pre-planning to transition? Great question. So, yes, I did plan. So once we once we started talking about, and I probably started really talking about making this happen in the at the back end of the summer of 2019. So there was kind of a five-month run-in, if you like. And I knew I was on a three month notice period as well. So I kind of had that built there. We absolutely had savings. And I'd already said to my husband, if I could make sure there was this amount of money in the bank, how would you feel about it? Because firstly, I'm quite an independent and I wanted to contribute. Second of all, I'd never want to put that pressure on my husband. And thank Mm -hmm. God we did that. Okay, there's a lockdown that helped a little bit, but we did not foresee redundancy in in the journey. Um, So we absolutely had money in the bank. And and somebody had advised me. In fact, somebody had said, I'm sure you've got six months mortgage in the bank. Mm-hmm. I think we probably had about that but that was something that somebody said to me the other thing that I did and bear in mind I've already said so I was in the corporate world for 25 years I didn't know people that ran their own businesses and I didn't grow up in that world so to speak I started networking before I left yeah. so actually I started to get to know people that ran their own businesses before okay. I actually left my corporate role now I'm so glad I did for two reasons being locked down three months later and not, you know, not being able to leave the house meant I actually yeah, had some connections and that was my saviour. Yeah. But it also you, yeah. helped me make, build some great relationships, but also there's all that stuff. You don't know what you don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we, so many of us come into this and, you know, forgive me for casting aspersions out there, but this was definitely me. This naive passion. <clears throat> I'm going to do this thing I really want to do. I've got no idea how to, but it'll all be okay. And I think underneath we know that there's a load of stuff we've got to work out. Mm-hmm. But we don't know what we don't know. I don't think we ever really know how tough it can feel. And by, I started probably getting out and networking in real life at that point. Back mm-hmm. in the October, I had the flexibility within the work that I did to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I built some really good connections before I came into this world. So, and I would advise anybody to do that. Yes, ensure you've got some money in the bank for your own financial mm-hmm. mindset as well as literally a stability. Second of all, if you do not have connections in the entrepreneurial world, then start to build some because the only people that understand what you're going through are the people that are going through it as well. And can help support and that is you. Every other business owner, by the way, yeah. you just got to find your people. Yeah, that's right. And so you've met some in person, and then did you find some online as yeah. well? Yeah. Yeah. So as was the case back in the 2019s, we did everything in person. <laughs> I absolutely started with in-person networking and January, February, even to the early March of 2020, I went to in-person networking. So very much in the local vicinity. Then, of course, the online world took over, which was a blessing and a curse. And it's been a bless, more of a blessing to my business than a curse, although it has its downsides. Um, but I threw myself into online networking, which then also became my way of kind of connecting with with a bigger audience than just my local community Mm -hmm. so and that's where you know I'd say blessing and some of those people I met in those first six months are absolutely still in my world now some of them are my Mm -hmm. closest friends Mm -hmm. um and I've still got my friends from my corporate world I've still got some great connections but absolutely there are I'm literally three people I could name straight away I won't name them for their purpose um who are my who are still in my world now and they are you know three of my best friends 
Um, and I met them all through networking and starting my business. So what's so wonderful in this is, you know, you're blowing up the notion of build the parachute on the way down. And <laughs> I am with you. I want to smash that to bits and pieces. You do it the way that is right for you. And, you know, if you are a comfortable risk taker, then maybe that is the approach. But there's also nothing wrong to build a safety net and take a bit of time. And this is where I'm kind of settling into now um, because I'm still working full time and I'm like, oh, I just want to get there. And I'm like, okay, well, you know what? It will be worth it. It will be worth it and it will take the time it takes as long as it happens. Yes. So, you know, that can remove a lot of the pressure that we feel or the, um, the actual, you know, financial necessity piece being there where you're putting yourself in a real fire that may not actually be suited to what you can handle. It's not for everybody to just jump into the deep end. We are, look, I'll come back to it. Let's use social media because it's the, the main medium, isn't it? And you know, blessing or curse. It, it's great to see hugely inspirational people out there doing their thing. And I absolutely stand by anyone that's out there doing what you want to do. They're just a great example that you could do. They're just normal people. They just took yes. an action. They just did a thing. Yes. But everybody's situation is different. And so anybody that is thinking about this, and I, I was... I want to say, I'm going to say fortunate, not lucky, because I don't, I think lucky believes you don't deserve it. Fortunate in that we had worked hard to be in the position we were in, mm -hmm. but we worked out what we needed financially. Mm -hmm. You know, there was no just, ah, just, you know, hey, just go for it, just leave. No, you know, we still had bills and responsibilities. Yes. And so we absolutely worked out what we needed. We also had, and in truth be told, a bit of a look, you know, actually, how long will we be okay for if I don't earn anything? Because, you know, you yeah. have to have that sense of reality. Yeah. You can, you know, people... Positive vibe all the way to the point. Oh, and that is great. But you know what? Positive vibes don't get the business in. Yeah, They're only one realistic. part of the equation. Absolutely. And it, yeah, it's not build it and they will come. Okay. Well, mm. it, it might be, but it will take time. And this mm. is the bit where, you know, everything we see can be so wonderfully inspirational. We can learn huge amounts, but we can also get a very, very... Um, rose-tinted picture that might yes. not be the whole truth and that yeah you know, so um look, when I left my corporate role I had two paying clients mm -hmm. and I got yes. my next paying client two months later okay so right. it was four months before I got the next paying clients right. and then you know and and here I am now people are like, oh my god you're doing so brilliantly and I'm doing really well and I'm really proud of where I am but I'm three years down the line mm -hmm. and my coach you know my coach often talks to me about consistency and she says you know, when she uses me as an example to other people, she says, Shelly, how long have you been consistent for? Let me be clear how long I've been consistent for. Three years. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or about two years, nine months, I would say, when I realized that consistency was the key. And here I am two years, nine months later of consistency. And, I'm, and it's paying off, you know, and the mm -hmm. last year has been incredible for me, but it took me two years to get to this year. Yes. So yeah, you've got to be in it for the long haul. And I'm, you know, there, there are many overnight successes out there that might not have been quite overnight might have been a you know, few weeks months maybe even a few years <laughs> yeah there's so, a tip of the iceberg yeah, do there what is right for you you've got you've got to, you've got to make the decision that's right for you in your situation and so were you looking to replace your income or were you looking just to serve from a place of deeper meaning and let the money be separate um you know and like that's did you have to brilliant question 
shift your lifestyle? Like, because you were making so good money in corporate. I was right? making, yeah, I was making really good money. You know, yeah, like, you know, that's not a bragging statement. That is, I've been no, 25 years it. of my career. I had yeah. built, built my yeah, career and I got to a very good level. Um, yes. It's a brilliant question you asked there. And I, and I guess I've got a kind of two-pronged answer. You know, I, and I'll come back to that fortunate word. So when I left my corporate role, we'd also done the maths. We could live on my husband's salary. Okay. okay. So the pressure was not, so I wasn't <clears throat> under a pressure to achieve a number. But I was putting pressure off because I had really clear goals. So absolutely, mm-hmm. like most of us that come out of the corporate world, my goal was to reach and exceed my corporate number. Now, mm-hmm. I had to remind myself in year one, it took me 25 years to get to that corporate number. Right. There was I giving myself a hard time in year one. So that's the first mm-hmm. thing. And I say that to my clients now. Second of all, as I've already mentioned, actually, my husband was made redundant seven months into me starting yeah. the business. So that that kind of safety blanket that we had of it's okay, we can live on my husband's wage was suddenly ripped apart. And, and there's a whole backstory to that. And I won't go down that route. You know, he got mm-hmm. a job that was then sadly that didn't work out. And so we bounced in and out of our situation. Right. Now we'd made sensible decisions at the beginning. We had money in the bank. Um, but to your actual question, my internal goal, internal driver, yeah. independent Shelley, she'd worked really hard to get where she was, yeah. wanted to prove a lot to the world, absolutely wanted to hit and surpass my corporate income. Mm-hmm. The other part of me, and, I, and I'm a Gemini too, so, you know, okay. often talk about the two sides. <laughs> um, but, but equally, I was getting to do that, doing something I really, really yes. loved. And so, look, I love the work I do but I don't do it for free. And I'm not ashamed to say that. Maybe mm-hmm. one day I will be in a position where I will be able to absolutely do more. I do some free stuff, but be able to do more yeah. free work. Have a pro bono but portfolio. I, but, but yeah, yeah. Right. But but I do get paid for what I do and I want to get paid for you know for what I do. And I still have financial goals and they now surpass, you know, I've got much bigger financial goals than I had previously. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, to answer the question, I'd love to see her and say, no, it's all about the serving. I, what I believe is how lucky... How fortunate am I that I get to do work that fills my soul Mm -hmm. and I get to be paid accordingly Mm -hmm. for it and therefore have the life because that's the other piece. We're really clear about the life we want to live. We've got very clear goals as a couple and I've Mm -hmm. got very clear goals as an individual. We've lost two parents already. We have no intention of working until we are in our 60s, 70s and not enjoying life. So, yeah, there is... You know, we're allowed to have to anybody out there you are allowed to have reasons that you're doing this for you as well you don't have to, it doesn't have to be this is my purpose in life and i would do it even without money don't feel guilty if you don't have that being even if you think it's your purpose you're still allowed to pay for it absolutely <laughs> and so then how do you decide what to charge <laughs> that's sixty-four thousand dollar question. If you'll pardon the pun, there is no right Checks in the mail. to this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for like always, ten years from now. <laughs> uh, do you know what I? This this question I work on this with so many of my clients. I work on it for myself as well. There is no right and wrong answer to this, and I don't think there is. My my belief is that no one can tell you the answer to this. Okay, so here's how I approach it. First of all, and if I think about where I started versus where I am now, when I started, I charged what I had the guts to say out loud. And that sounds really, you know, I remember kind of kind of picking a number, bit uh-huh. finger in the air. Yeah. It wasn't quite like that. There was a little bit of maths behind it. But essentially, you know, I'd, I'd never had, you know, apart from asking for the odd pay rise, I'd never had to put a number out there and ask someone to pay me directly for my services. And so my starting point was this feels like a reasonable number and I don't, I'm not choking saying it because mm-hmm. I need to build my confidence 
selling. I need to build my confidence, saying a number, putting out there that this yes. is what it's going to cost to work with me. And hindsight's a wonderful thing. I might, you know, if I were going back, would I do it slightly differently? I'd like to think I would, but I also know that a huge part of that comes about confidence and um, all the feels, the imposters, you know, all the stuff. All you the start, stuff. you start like, yeah. you know, again, yeah. when we're, we're walking babies, we're babies learning yeah. to walk as Absolutely. newbie entrepreneurs. Absolutely. So you just practice. I, and I think look, that first that first person that you say that to, the first person that hands yeah. over money to you, whatever your business is, whether it's a product or a service, it's a really big step in your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where I started. And there mm-hmm. was there was a little bit of science to it. You know, I just sit and think about, you know, that it's not just about I coach. OK, so like every coach, mm-hmm. you start by coaching and charging by the hour. And it wasn't just about the hour of coaching. And there was some work behind that. Then. And this was probably about six to eight months in. And probably at the point that, you know, if I think about it, the financial um, pressure, inverted commas, shifted a little bit. because my husband, mm-hmm. There was a bit about, okay, you know, I've got these financial goals. Well, you know, what I'm charging now, I'm never going to get to those financial goals. There aren't enough hours in the day to get to my financial goals. Now, that didn't mean overnight I switched my pricing and went, boom, here you go. Yes, use your pricing. But it as meant, well. hey, if that's what I'm working towards, I need to start to think about actually – there is going to be some shifting in pricing. And actually I knew at this point, so I did more and more market research. I felt more and more confident in myself. I knew that I was at the lower end of the pricing bracket for what I was doing. And my mm-hmm. clients' results were, you know, were speaking for themselves and people were starting to talk about me. So that built my confidence to be able to start to shift mm-hmm. my pricing. So if you kind of fast forward to where I am now, when people ask me about pricing, I think there are a number of factors. The first is, and these aren't in any particular order, I still believe you have to feel a level of comfort with mm. the price. If, you, if you're not in alignment with the price you're charging, then no one's going to pay it because it's going to come across. And mm. that can be money mindset stuff. So that doesn't mean that what you're charging isn't right. It could be your own mindset stuff so that's the yes. first piece the, se- the, the second, separation of absolutely meaning of you absolutely. to money yeah yeah and the second piece is about being really clear about what it is you're offering and the difference that makes to someone and being able to then align that with the input that requires from you yeah. you are allowed to sit and think about actually how much my time is this how much of my experience is this and assign value to that to your point that is not about you are a value that's assigning a value to the to the work you're doing the, the the value you bring but here's the bit i always say whatever you do you're not going to get it right and the reason i say that is value is subjective to the I'm the beholder, so to speak. Yes, so okay. my yeah. my coach used to use this brilliant example, and I'm going to happily share hers. She said, you can go on Amazon and you can buy a skipping rope for £1.50 or for £1,500. Right. Now you tell me what you think is expensive and let me go and talk to that Olympic skipper Right. Because I think that he would say he would rather spend, I don't know who the Olympic skipper is, but you get my point, <laughs> to somebody, you know, yeah. we've, we've all got, our own view of what is good value, of what is expensive, of what is cheap. I have at once in my last three years, I've been called cheap. And mm-hmm. I've had someone say, I can't afford you in the same week. Mm-hmm. The point is, that's not about me. That's not about the price. That's about that person's resources and that person's go. situation in that moment. So anybody that's kind of tearing their hair, I don't know how to price it. Just, I mean, even if you just pick a number out of the air, it's a starting point because if people are falling over themselves to pay for it, there's probably an opportunity to put it up. If everybody is telling you that it's overpriced, then your messaging is up or the price is up. But just start somewhere because 
the price will never be right for everybody. You want to get the price right for the people you want to work with. For the end, for what you feel aligned with. Absolutely. Right? So are you a luxury brand? Are you available for everybody? Like for me, I'm I'm a startup coach. I am obsessed with women who aren't in, you know, over $200,000 yet. And I want them to have access to things that you typically can't access until later. So I price with a fair exchange for my time and the quality of the content and the results it gives, like you said, and also in an accessible way that's not going to have them choke. And so what you just described, Shelley, puts in mind to me, like the retail industry. And so ladies listening really hear this. Are the dollar stores going out of business? No. Is Gucci and Saks and Tiffany's going out of business? No. Mm. And I don't know who's more expensive than that because I'm not there yet. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to show that difference. And there are clients for you in that price. And you can start, you know, not to discredit, but you can start at the dollar store and grow to Tiffany's can. or Chanel you, is probably you more expensive. Absolutely can. And do you know what? If you want to, you can. I wouldn't necessarily advise it, but I know some people they've managed to do this brilliantly. You can have something for both. That's the point. It's about actually you deciding who you want to serve in a particular offer. And this is the other piece, and I'm going to go off a little bit, but it relates Let's, to price. Yeah. You know, we get we have lots of, you've got a niche, you've got a niche, you've got a niche, you've got mm-hmm. to know your niche. And people get really, in my view, should be really clear about this is my view. And this was a bit of a light bulb for me. Um, people get really caught up in that their niche is their avatar. And I'm only allowed one avatar. Like my ideal yeah. client is my niche. Yeah. You know, your niche or your ideal client is the ideal client for the offer that you've got. You can have two mm-hmm. different offers that serve mm-hmm. two different people Beautiful. and therefore two different. And so again, there is, there is lots of work behind the, the question of pricing. But I guess the number one takeaway for anybody listening is in the kindest way possible, stop ruminating over it and going round and round in circles and actually just kind of think really logically, who do you want to serve? Where are they at? And what is it you've got for them? And, mm-hmm. and apply trust. I almost say trust yourself because mm-hmm. you probably know what the what feels like the right answer right now. It's just that we we we're getting in other people's pockets we decide for them and that's actually the challenge here we've got to there stop go. deciding for other people and yeah. let them decide for themselves let them decide for themselves absolutely so do you have different priced products do you have do. different um streams of revenue or are you all yeah. direct facing yeah or yeah so it's structured a big- well, that was a big shift for me in kind of the second year of business. So as part of that, you know, actually I've got, I've got financial goals because I've got a life that I want to yeah. live and I've got things yeah. we want to achieve. And actually I love one-to-one work. A lot of coaches work one-to-one with people. I absolutely love it. But you know, there are only so many hours in the day. One-to-one work, yes. is, one-to-one work is intensive. And to your point, yeah. I don't have a desire to start charging people 20 grand to work with me one-to-one. That's not the people I want to be for. I want to be go. accessible to a point to. So mm-hmm. yes, I do. So what I did in my second year of business was work with a coach to create almost my product ladder. Mm-hmm. So actually there were, you know, we have, over here in the UK, we've lost uh, supermarkets have like your good better best range if you like okay yes. so, <laughs> yeah. i'm not saying that you know that the, the lower price offer isn't good but it's right for the people at that price yes. so you know so we, we i'm just about to launch kind of my most accessible way to work with me i have okay. then my midpoint which is kind of with group element to it and then at the top of my tree is one-to-one work and okay. that enables different, and there's free ways to kind of get in my world too but that enables 
people at different stages of their journey mm -hmm. to be able mm -hmm. to access a little bit of what I do and perhaps even give themselves the where they're aiming to get to next so that they can yeah. you know, access yeah. the next part. So yeah, that was a big part of my business evolution, certainly through year two. That's really brilliant because here you're reaching those target niches, if we even call them that, but you're making, what's more important than that is you're giving opportunity for your work to get out into the world yeah. for different people to access it because what you have is needed in, you know, we could even just call it in three different categories. So that is the external service. And then the return on that is you being able to bring, build longevity in your business with a potential client so yes. they start here and then they stay and grow with you and you get to nurture them and see them expand and unfold and become more powerful Absolutely. which is the juice of what and why you do what you do and give them a place to go and the beauty of that is you know I've got so if I start to look up I know you can't see that if you're listening but I'm looking at because I have a wall behind where we are which has a okay. clients on it and actually what I've got is really great lifetime value clients and what I mean by that is people that have worked with me for a period of time and mm -hmm. they're able to move through different product offerings as is right for them at, a, at any moment in time which you know when you're building a business as well makes marketing very very easy mm -hmm. because I don't need to market to people that already know what they can get from Shelley and they might not need how you know they might not need to be in one-to-one -one coaching with me for two years they might want to dip out of one-to-one and go into a different way and then come back into it and so yeah. so gradually and like you know again this is you know over a three-year period that I've built this and I'm about to launch you know the the, the entry point so yeah. I actually had a client say to me as I and my prices had gone up and she said you're moving faster than I am at the moment so mm -hmm. you're just a little bit out of reach well actually this enabled her to stay in my world and get get a little of what she needs which can help her grow to where she wants to get if she wants yeah. to come back into one spot. and look you know I love seeing people fly the nest and go off and do their thing but the work that I do mindset work is never ending you know I work mm -hmm. on my mindset constantly and so many of my clients stay with me for a longer period of time and this gives them different ways to interact in my world too so it works for them as, as much as it does for me and there, I've been with coaches who I see are expanding as I'm in their space and oh my God, it is so magnetic. Like you, for me, I don't want to leave them because even if they are going faster, like what's coming out, it draws me in even more than how Absolutely. I initially met them. Yeah, my coach and then, yeah. you know, it, it, you can't help but be swept up in your own progress as a result of that. Like if we were training with Olympians, we'd be better athletes because Absolutely. we're being surrounded by better athletes. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it completely agree with that. My coach is exactly the same. Watching what she was achieving, like, you know, you're, you're four steps ahead of me. I just, I want to stay, I want to stay on this path with you and watch and learn as you go. Exactly the same. Totally agree. So how have you um, established your online presence? Where have you found clients? Like, did you just start with a brand new Instagram account and putting posts out? Like, how are yeah. you putting your signal out into the yeah so as we you know as we now know I built my business essentially during the pandemic so online presence was really important and I worked that out quite quickly so I did uh, Instagram is a big uh traffic driver for me I do you know build I have built a lot of my business through Instagram and that's where I talk about that consistency mm -hmm. I kind of and you know again tips for anybody I picked one platform and just decided to go for one Beautiful. platform master that and yeah. build my presence there and Instagram 
picked it because I liked it as much as anything. Okay. okay. I'd come from corporate. LinkedIn was for me subconsciously attached to the corporate world. Okay. Facebook, Facebook's, you know, it's it's easy to use and it's been I've got a wonderful Facebook group community, but I really liked I just like the, the positive vibe of, in, of Instagram. So that became my kind of I learned to master it. I have been very consistent there and I've built a really big following on and I say big, you know, big in my context. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a really engaged following there and that feeds into other ways then to find out more about me so that would be my tip to anybody just you know there's yeah. so much out there yeah. and yeah. anybody be on tiktok you need to be on tiktok you need to be on pinterest you need to be on instagram you, need to be on facebook. you do not need to be on everything mm-hmm. choose one master that and then look at how you can use that content if you really feel like another market is right for you but also think about where your people are so yes. you know i I very quickly started to connect with small business owners and because of my mm. corporate background, they were quite drawn into this business experience I had. Right. Small business owners were on Instagram. If I wanted to go for corporate women, I'd be on LinkedIn. And so, you know, think about where your people are too. Um, but yeah, choose one and master that would be my tip. Mm-hmm. Don't put so much pressure on yourself to do everything for everyone right now, all at once. It's just simplicity. Crazy. You're a yeah. startup, right? Like, yeah. We yeah. can't operate like a global multi-billion company when we're not there yet. They grow into that mm-hmm. and have a team of experts to support them. And because you are the CEO and the VA and the tech and the graphic designer and the, and the, and the, and the payroll and the, and the, and the um, keep it so simple for yourself, but do it in a way that your business is going to serve mm-hmm. you. Right. And that simplicity is one of the easiest things you can do at the beginning. That's wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Super. I'd say at the beginning, in the middle and keep going with simplicity, because actually the bigger you get, the more the danger zone of getting complex is. So yeah. always bring yourself back to just keep this simple, the simpler there. And it's not about ease, although ease is fine, by the way. I think, we just keep, you know, we, we tend to think that we're not allowed. It's not allowed to be easy. It is. Um, but simpler is better for you and your clients. Totally, totally. Being accessible and just continuing yeah. to show up as you, yeah. not overcomplicated. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So now what's next for you? Um, you know, you've, it sounds like you've got the momentum in, you've got the clients now, revenue is growing, presumably. Yes, You're paying is. yourself? Are you paying I yourself paying myself. out? I've been paying yeah. myself for two years. Yeah. So it's yeah. one of the very first things that I worked to. Um, I'd like to done it from the beginning. There's no income, but actually, the minute that I started to get some stability in income, even though it was small, I started paying myself, and I think that's really important. As soon as you can work with an accountant and work out what it is, but pay yourself because yeah. the message that sends to you is so so important. Yes, like an account separate, five dollars, twenty dollars yeah. as yeah. it goes. Yeah and put it in there again you know to what you just said about building these good habits the simplicity in delivering the service and the simplicity in doing the back end and starting to habituate that (laughs) it is a business and you are you know earning your own wages in it Um, and the sooner you establish that pathway the easier it will be to maintain and to extract out of the uh, overall income absolutely you know we, when we talk about look I'm all about mindset you've mentioned the word self-worth you would not have somebody else come in and expect them to work for free 
so mm. why should you you know you mm. deserve to give yourself however small it is you deserve to give yourself a salary for what you're doing and I think that's really important self-messaging so yeah I absolutely pay myself um and yeah look I'm uh, I don't and, and even now even though my business has grown significantly I have limited business so I don't pay a huge salary but then I have real clear goals about the dividend I'd like to pull out and what that yeah. dividend is for so again I'm always you know I'm allowing myself to set goals stroke rewards if you like you know if I work this mm-hmm. hard and get to mm-hmm. that number I get to pull mm-hmm. that out and this is what I get to do for us in our lives so yeah, yeah that's yeah yeah very good and your question I think was what's next what's um, next yeah 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 what's next which, so which Shelley in... and I know but now we're gonna get to some juicy stuff for <laughs> yeah. our listeners here so we're exciting. in a really exciting place so uh, my husband has been offered an incredible opportunity um we're here in the UK at the moment my husband's been offered an opportunity in Dubai and he is moving out there very very shortly to take up that opportunity and I will be following him so something we've always wanted to do it's part of our bigger goals piece we've always wanted to live internationally yeah. um, my husband is still in the corporate employee world um so we've talked kind of the pandemic has helped with some of this not with every part of it but building a business in the pandemic 95 percent online certainly meant we could open up ourselves to opportunities much quicker than perhaps if i hadn't so yeah we are moving we are moving from the uk across to dubai i will be moving towards the back end of the summer and i've built a business model that essentially i can lift and take with me now you know like anything there's a little bit of work that goes on in the background i know we see it all over instagram that you can just sit on the beach with your laptop I'm not sure I agree with that. Um, But I do have a business model that I can run from anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. I'm just working through the logistics of that for my existing client base. I do have a time zone difference to to factor in. Um, So we're just working through the practicalities of that. But he moves in in literally two, three weeks. I will be moving in the next five, six months. um, Mm -hmm. And we will be starting the next stage of our adventure uh, ticking another box on the list of international living um mm-hmm. and my business will continue to grow she says with her fingers crossed yes. as it is so part of my model part of the services I'm building enable me to to move and you know be able to transition very very slickly um you know I've got my one-to-one base I run a group program that is about to come to an end in its current cohort mm-hmm. and will pause until I've moved and I'll pick that back up and as okay. I'm introducing that an additional way to work which is essentially a membership model which enables you know mm-hmm. a number of people to come into the world mm-hmm. too so mm-hmm. so yeah it's everything that I've been doing for kind of the last 18 months has been with one eye on the ability to move my business model fairly seamlessly. Um, mm-hmm. But I would always caveat with, look, you know, I know it always looks pretty easy don't on, know what on you Instagram. Don't know. <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. And that is exactly the part we're in at the moment, which is why my husband is moving before me, because okay. actually there are some practicalities to work through and we're mm-hmm. just doing that. Um, so he will go across and start to set up out there and mm-hmm. I will be working everything out to move across. And I'll, you know, I'll go visit because I do have yeah. the, the ability to be flexible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, I am fully in my business. I manage my time so I can flex in and out and travel across for some visits. But yes, I will be moving the business across with me in the next six months. And I'll be watching to see how that goes. Thank because, you. You know, oh. I'm so excited. And when you move spaces, you come into new energy and new um, inspirations and different things. And so you don't, you don't know what is actually next. And it's, you know... Um, I pray for you that it's better than you imagined and that it's another anchor in towards this real intentional approach to life 
And then also as a systems nerd, I just find it super interesting as to, is the portable lifestyle really portable? You know? And, and do, you know, do you know what? I mean, like I say, we see this kind of, um, mm-hmm. I don't have the right word for it. We see it across <clears throat> social media, don't we? You can run your business from anywhere in the world. And look, you know, to a point, I certainly can, but I've got to be really clear to a point. There are things that won't move just totally seamlessly. I've got to make some shifts and changes. Mm-hmm. And the first and foremost, I'm working with all of my clients on, you know, is this doable from a time zone perspective? You know, there's no mm-hmm. point in doing this if I'm working till 11 o'clock at night because yeah. I'm on a three hour time difference with the UK. Yeah. So that's the first piece. Um, but she says with her fingers crossed, yes. we're really sure that we can absolutely make this work. And you know what? doesn't work out doesn't work out you know we will we'll deal with that if you'll we need it. to you'll pivot we'll again. Pivot. you 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 don't know what you don't know but you won't know anything if you don't give it a go so right. we're going to go with the give it a go so yeah it's right. exciting times it's all lessons to learn and to see you know what else can be done yeah. right so that curiosity that you mentioned just bringing that with you everywhere yeah Um, and hoping for the best, but also planning for the best. So having this crossover plan is really smart um, because you'll have so much more information to um, assess the business if it needs. And and do you know what I was, I was writing, I was uh, working on some emails for my audience this morning. And one of the things I was thinking about is, you know, there's almost an opportunity here to kind of go, if I was starting again, Mm-hmm. knowing what I know now you know mm-hmm. there's a part of part of what I would be doing is going back out there going back out there, going out there and building a new network and re, you know connecting yeah. with new people and actually I take myself all the way back I've got lots of learnings and experience under my belt now if I take myself back three years and think about how I approach that what can I learn from that and also what mm-hmm. can I do differently if anything so this is mm-hmm. a great opportunity and it did get me thinking about you know a bit to this to this conversation if I went back to the beginning now knowing what I know would I do yeah. anything differently of course I would because now I know a lot of stuff yeah. um and look, there can be power in the naivety and there can be power in the knowledge. So, mm-hmm. you know, take the, take the power out of both and let go of the bits that you don't want to hold on to. And that's kind of yeah. what I will be doing. And have fun with it because now, you know, you've got the online, this, um, I'm, you guys can't see me, but like I'm pointing towards the computer. I live, <laughs> I live in this very, it's so funny. I am so much on the online space that when I did a client consult in person, I was like sweating buckets. <laughs> you want to meet me in person? What? Can we I just meet in I, Zoom? Like we live 15 I kilometers absolutely apart. absolutely hear what? you and forget that actually, you know, a bit like this, I, I very much talk with my hands you can see me a bit your listeners yeah. can't um yeah sometimes you forget that actually you know there's a whole world out there that doesn't know what I'm doing right now so I'm I hear you and I've had bit, yeah yeah definitely I'm still feeling a little bit of that actually which will be you know again yes. part of going into a new country yes. and we are now two years since the pandemic there will be yes. a, like I'm gonna have to go into a room of people I don't know that's a lot yes. scarier in real life than it is on a computer yes. um so I will I will navigate those challenges yeah. and um and grow like I see it as an expansion now it's Shelley Bosworth coaching you know the Dubai absolutely absolutely that's exactly what it is thank you (laughs) beautiful wonderful so we can follow you on Instagram we can follow you on your website you can I am so easy to find at Shelley Bosworth coaching I like to keep it nice and simple for everybody Mm -hmm. um as I said Instagram is my favorite place to hang out and certainly if you are looking for a metaphorical kick up the backside on a daily basis I'm your woman come follow me over there um Brilliant. and yeah Shelly Bosworth coaching the website come and okay. check me out to find out more okay and your new membership program will be posted there shortly so maybe we can put it that will in the show be notes. I'll give you a teaser now so it's called the courageous me collective 
coming soon so yeah keep an eye out okay brilliant we will well Shelly this has been just delightful I look forward to like I said seeing what comes next for you and I'm just grateful to have spent this time with you thanks for coming into my world thanks for having me